He's the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. All right. Neil Bortz for Herman Cain. And once again, broadcasting from the WDW Walt Disney World Radio Studios at the Disney Hollywood Attraction in Orlando, Florida. Uh, tomorrow I'll be back home in Naples and uh, doing Herman's show in the morning and playing golf in the afternoon. And speaking of golf... The one thing we do have in common, other than great radio voices, me and Jamie Dupree. He has a golf game, and I don't. We have that in common. I was going to send you a photo this weekend. It was a beautiful weekend up here, gone the 60s, except we have so much snow that you can't even (laughs) see the ground yet. So uh, it was was a terrible scene looking at the golf course closed this weekend, yes. Uh, Just for the record, I'm not a Dustin Johnson fan. Well, okay. We'll put you down as uh, not liking him. All right. Well, no, I didn't say I didn't like him. I said I'm not a fan. Okay. Uh, I really was pulling for Bubba yesterday. Well, I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, I, he's just, Bubba's just every golfer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's he's great. Hey, if you come down here, we'll go play the blue. We'll go play Doral. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, like you'll come down exactly. Here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I got to ask you about Hitler, uh, Hillary, and her. You know, uh, Trey Gowdy is saying that there are tremendous month-long gaps. Uh, in uh, Hillary's email record. In other words, are they really expecting us to believe that she went months without sending an email to anybody? Yeah, look, I mean, I think the first thing at some point in time, either she or her team has to answer the basic question of, okay, why would the Secretary of State be setting up her own personal email server instead of going through the State Department system? I mean, before we even get into any of the others... it is sexist to even ask that question. You know that. Before we even get into anything... That seems to be the question that needs a bit of an answer, because let's face it, this is an extremely unusual arrangement. I don't think there's any surprise, even though they have rules in the federal government about, well, you're only supposed to conduct business on your, you know, your government account. It doesn't shock me one bit that people who are in corridors of power have maybe a personal phone or a personal email address and their work phone slash work address and things get mixed. I get that. That happens. But this, it's not supposed to in many cases. Well, no, it it's not supposed yeah. to. You're absolutely right. But that remember, uh, your business as a member of Congress and your re-election isn't supposed to mesh either, but sometimes it does. And, but that's with just regular kind of systems. The, you know, I, I've never heard, maybe it's happened, I've never heard of members setting up their own personal email server. They certainly have private email addresses. But I know a lot of members of Congress that I correspond with have regular .gov email addresses. So this seems to be before we get anywhere in this. Why are you was surprised, this? though? Am I'm surprised that somebody would set up their own personal email server. I mean, yes. No, I mean, that uh, just seems the, to the be normal. The normal. But are you surprised that Hillary would do it? Well, I, I guess I don't know. The, the Clintons always seem to have an uh, uh, you know attraction to controversy. I mean, as somebody was saying to me the other day, well, is this the end of her uh, candidacy next year? And I said, no, no, no. I've covered them for way too long to count them out. 
I, I mean, the, this is yet another item well, no, that just Jerry gets Zellman. added to the list, and they you, keep surviving. I mean, remember... You've heard the name Jerry Zeifman, haven't you? Uh, no. Lifelong Democrat. He supervised the work of Hillary Rodham on the Watergate Committee. You know this story, don't you? I don't know. You're going to have to keep going. Okay. Uh, Jerry Seifman, lifelong Democrat, supervised the work of Hillary Rodham when she was 20 years old on the Watergate Committee. Okay? When the investigation was over, he fired her from the committee. He's a Democrat now. He refused to give her a letter of recommendation. He's one of only three people in his 17-year career on Capitol Hill that he wouldn't give a letter of recommendation to. And in an interview, they said, why? And he said, because she was a liar. She was an unethical, dishonest lawyer. She conspired to violate the Constitution, the rules of the House, the rules of the committee, and the rules of confidentiality. This is a Democrat a lifelong Democrat talking about Hillary Rodham, how can we be surprised at anything this woman would do? I think uh, it, it speaks, though, to the broader thing about Hillary Clinton, and that is there there are elements of the Democratic Party that really don't, you know, she's not their best choice for 2016. I mean, yeah. it, remember, it was eight years ago at this point in time that everybody was making jokes up here about this guy, Obama, who thought he was going to beat Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You know, that's not going to happen. What a waste of time. He should stay in the Senate a few more years before he thinks about running for the White House. That didn't work out so well for uh, the Clinton America. Team. And, you know, I, I guess I look back in terms of how many times the Clintons have been part of different controversies, etc. I can think of the, the Rose Law Firm documents that just mysteriously <laughs> appeared. Oh, what a great story. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, all the Whitewater stuff and everything. So that's why I counsel Cattle people. futures. You know, I tell people, don't jump to conclusions. But I, I'll tell you what I do note about this story, Neil, because I always find that my, uh, you know, I have a half dozen stations around the country that I work for directly as their reporter. And, and also some of our TV stations in our company. And I can tell when a story catches the interest of the news people who are putting together the newscasts and putting together, uh, you know, live reports and more, because they start asking about it. And I have noticed real fast that the Hillary story jumped up there for a lot of people. And it surprised me in the sense of, yeah, I think it's a great story. But I, I just, you know, I note that there is a lot of interest about her, period. And, you know, this has not been just some right-wing blogs that have been flogging this story or anything. This has been the New yeah. York Times and the Washington Post and everything. I mean, you know, and the relations between the Clintons and some of the major newspapers and news media outlets are not too good and have not been good over the years. And so this is an interesting story that, I, first of all, with the State Department saying it's going to take a few months to vet these emails to decide what to release, that guarantees this thing's going to live for a while. Then you throw in the Republicans trying to find out more about it, etc. That's going to make it live for a while. Now, the one danger for the Republicans is the overreach. That's always been their danger with the Clintons. They've almost always overreached and jumped to the end conclusion and then not really gotten there through all the, the other steps. So we'll see how they do as well. Yeah, well, I loved it when Chris Wallace asked Lanny Davis yesterday, basically, don't you get tired of following the Clintons around and shoveling up all of their <clears throat> along the way? Uh, it was, uh, it was a great He's been pretty moment. effective at it. Well, yeah, he's he's a good garbage man. I mean, isn't he? you know, I always the, the the you know the the lesson I learned early with the Clintons was I remember getting off the plane in Manchester, New Hampshire, and turning on the radio in my rental car, 
and hearing them say that uh, they'd found the letter to the draft board and it showed that uh, Bill Clinton was trying to get out of the draft, etc. You know, this is it for him. He's not going anywhere. And then he came back and won the nomination. And then he won the presidency. And he won it twice. He went through, I mean, you know, we're talking about this up here, about how the Clintons always survive. I mean, Bill Clinton was impeached. You know, I, I mean, he was brought up on a trial in the Senate. And all the stuff that came off the Monica Lewinsky thing and more. I mean, how, I mean, how in the world can you get away with what he got away with? They just keep surviving. So that's why I, you know, I look back on that late 97, 98, 99, 2000 period when the Republicans were so caught up in Bill Clinton that they almost sort of lost sight of everything else because they were so uber-focused just on getting yeah. him. And, you know, I, so I, I, I remember all that, and what I draw from that is you can't count them out just because you think we found yet another story that looks like it's, it's a real problem. But I, parenthetically, I do say this thing isn't going to go away anytime soon, and it feeds into a, a narrative recently of sort of little troubles out there for Hillary Clinton, with the backstory being not every Democrat is really sold on her being their nominee. Well, I, re I met Bill Clinton in informal situations a couple of times i cannot remember a more magnetic incredible personality yeah than than bill clinton yep. it was amazing and i think a lot of the support in this country for hillary who has one of the most vile disagreeable personalities i've ever met a lot of the support for bill clinton i think i mean for hillary is basically bill clinton nostalgia sure it is and, and listen, he'd be an extraordinarily, and he was an extraordinarily effective campaigner for her, though, if you go back to uh, the 2008 race, he caused some issues here and there and stepped in it a few times as well. So you, Yeah, well, then Lanny came along and scraped yeah, it off his shoe. You get two for the okay. price of one with that one. But yeah, I don't think this thing's going away anytime soon. But again, how serious is it? You know, the, the Clinton controversies over the years have always had that air of, oh, this is it. And then they just sort of get muddled over time, and then we don't really get, you know, the, neither side sort of has what they want to call closure. And uh, the Republicans always feel like there's a lot more, but it, it's sort of like jello. It never gets pinned down. Okay, now what are you sniffing out right now that you're just not quite ready to tell us about, but you're going to go ahead, going to go ahead and do it anyway? Uh, the CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, has just released their updated budget projections, and this is like the greatest time for me, a legislative nerd, to read through this, uh, this thing here to figure out what's in it. But, uh, you know, I think, listen, the budget, I, I mentioned this because we got the budget coming up. The Republicans... In the next part of this month, I guess next week and the week after, before they leave on their Easter break, they're going to have to, A, put out their budget resolution. That's the framework for the federal budget, for their plan, for the budget, uh, for coming up for the next fiscal year starting October 1st, and try to then approve that document in both the House and Senate. Remember, it's, it's not all the details of the budget, just sort of, of an overarching plan. The Republicans couldn't pass a resolution praising motherhood. Yeah, no, I, I was just going to say my next thing is, judging from how much trouble they've had doing almost anything so far this year, because they're badly splintered internally, uh, my forecast would be they're going to have a great deal of problem 
uh, problem, passing a just a budget resolution, just the the overarching outline of the budget, let alone actually approving the individual spending bills. And I get that there are people who feel like that you know they've they they have come to Congress and they've only got it. They only want to do X, Y, and Z, and they don't want any of that other stuff. But if the Republican Party remains this splintered internally, um, they're going to have a big problem uh, because what it means is that they're not going to be able to move anything budget-wise that they want to do. And the Democrats, I think, have realized just what the Republicans did when they were in the minority. Their best answer to everything is to simply stay united and vote no. Isn't it a nasty little truth that when you go uh, to the Congress that most of what you are going to have to do is tedious and boring. Sure. And most of what you're going to have to do might run counter to what you promised the voters back home that you would do. Yeah. And and so many of these people, I didn't come up here to be involved in all of this tedious and boring stuff. Uh, I want to, you know, I want to raise hell about something, get my name in the paper. Well, the, some people are show horses, some people are workhorses, yes. And some people are horses' asses. <laughs> and there's that. Too, well, I'm yeah. sorry, I just had to throw. I just had to throw that in. I, I mean, I have to do something today to upset St- Herman's stations. Yeah, exactly. Listeners, the, the general and, managers, and program directors all the, around yeah, the country, the who operations will, directors, exactly, who are just dying until you get off the air. Yes. Yeah, so they can call and say. Herman Cain never would have said that, and he wouldn't, because he's too much of a gentleman. I'm not. I'll see you tomorrow, Bortz. Okay, you take care. That's our guy, Jamie Dupree. Neil Bortz for Herman Cain, back in a moment. The the experience and results you trust. Herman Cain. He just has a good message and a good conservative point of view. Solutions for a better America. Jamie Dupree. He, I mean, he's the go-to guy. Anybody in Washington wants to know what's going on, they call him. It's amazing. 